Turn around and tell somebody, say, welcome to week one of love. The next part's going to be hard. Y'all ready? Sex and marriage. My name is Pastor Brandon, and I have the wonderful privilege, along with my wife, of pastoring this wonderful church called Cross Faith in Molino, Florida. Hey, who all here? Raise your hand if you are married. Raise your hand if you're married. Raise your hand if you are divorced. Raise your hand if uh, you are single. Keep it up. Y'all look around. Okay, there you go. That was your chance right there. That was, your, that was your shot. That was your shot to know who's single and who's not. Raise your hand if it's just all complicated. Okay, there, there we go. There's some, some, there were some, some honest people in the house this morning. You know, as, as a pastor, it is always, it makes it interesting whenever I'm talking about relationships because of the simple fact that there are several different things represented in the house. Baby, would you do me a favor? Would you go back to the back and hit mute on the acoustic guitar, please? Never mind. Philip's got it. Philip, mute the acoustic, please. But we have, it's a challenge for me because we've got so many different types, and, and I'm expected to reach out and touch each one of y'all in your own specific situation. And some of y'all situations I can't talk about. Amen. Okay, there we go. That, that, that we got single people sitting next to married people, sitting next to divorced people, sitting set next to engaged. Raise your hand if you're engaged to be married. Come on. How, how many people here we got, we got engaged? We got, we got several couples here that are engaged to be married. Four different couples actually total that are engaged to be married. But we have, you, you have a different demographic or a different uh, uh, series of complicated sitting next to you in the house this morning. And today I want to answer one very very simple question. So I want you to look at your neighbor and you're going to give them my question. Say what? what? Say it like you're asking a question you don't know the answer to. What, what? is, is love? love? Now if you love that person, look at them and give them a pat on the shoulder because I'm about to challenge what you think love is. Come on somebody. Y'all remember that song? What is love? It's not going to be that, okay? That's, that is my point right there. Love is not, baby, don't hurt me. If that is your case, call the popos, okay? We have people here who have connections to the police department. We will fix your problem. <laughs> but love is not, baby, don't hurt me. But at some point, we got the impression that love is just somebody who don't hurt me. Now, maybe it's just me. Has anybody other than me ever been hurt by love? Like, I gave them everything. <laughs> Found out they were giving it to somebody else, too. Love. Calm down. We're not there yet. For the record, if you're uncomfortable with the word sex, this is going to be rough. <laughs> this next four to six weeks is going to be very, very, very rough for you because we are going to talk about, look at your neighbor and say, everything. Everything. Why does it matter to understand. Why does it matter to understand what love is? Because most people, when I ask them, how do you know that you're in love? Their response is one simple thing. I can feel love. I can feel it, Pastor. I know whenever I am loved. The problem is, is you generally get your answer of what is love from Look at me. Don't look left or right. Don't look at your parents. Don't look at the camera in case they're watching online. But most of you here, there's a very good chance that you got your example or your answer to what is love from a bad source. 
It can come from a bad source. Now, I have this over here as an example just to explain something. I almost used the word. See, let me tell you all something. As this church grows, I use names whenever I, I and, 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 and I have to be careful because we got, anybody here named Bobby? No Bobbies? Perfect. Anybody here named Susan? Yeah. We have Susan, Susie. Let's try, what, give, me, give me, what's the name we ain't got here? Deborah. Deborah. Any Deborahs here? Okay, perfect. We have a Deborah here. Let's go with, no, we, Debbie's not here. Debbie, I'm not talking about you. I know you're watching online. I saw you. But this was, what's his name again? Bobby. Bobby. There we go. And Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> mm, Debbie's a cool drink of water. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, y'all pray for me. <clears throat> this is generally how relationships start out. You have Debbie who has come to church. And she is godly in all her ways. And Debbie is looking for love in all the right places. But if y'all know like I do and you go to church long enough, you're waiting for God to sing your Boaz. And some other ass shows up <laughs> that ain't the one God called you to. And you are emotionally attached to your emotions. Did you know you can be emotionally attached to your emotions? What makes me happy, what makes me sad just changes everything. If I wake up in the morning in a bad mood, everybody's going to hear it. Mm, don't look around. There will be relationship problems, not relationship goals. But, but this is what happens is that Deb, Debbie has an idea of what a godly man is going to be, and she's waiting on him. She waits and she waits. She waits. She's waiting on a man who loves Jesus. He's a, he, he loves the cross. He loves the blood of Jesus. And after a little bit, she's like, well, I'll settle if he's got a tattoo of the cross. <laughs> like, just give me something, Lord. And sooner or later, she meets Bobby. And Bobby, as you can see, is a little bit without Jesus. He has not been through the refining fires of the Spirit of God. And she says, you know what? Bobby, though, he got a tattoo of the cross. I think Bobby can love him. Some and I'm going to be the godly example Mm, we begin to reason within ourselves of how we are going to fix. Anybody here other than me a fixer? Like you take people like, I can fix them. I can make them better. Okay, um, let me tell you something. There's people that God can't fix. <laughs> so don't think that you can. And we're going to reorganize your idea of what is good and what is holy and what you can and cannot fix. Come on, somebody. Somebody's going to get some relief in this. But what happens is this, is, 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 is she decides, she says, you know what, I'm going to be a witness to Bobby. Debbie says, Bobby, I want to tell you about Jesus. And she goes up to Bobby and she says, Bobby, I just want to add a little bit of knowledge about what, but she realizes as she pours into Bobby, that Bobby don't change. What it is actually is Bobby's problems are deeper than what her relationship with him can fix. And over time, because love is based on an emotion, what happens next is Bobby begins to pour into Debbie. And what happens next is Debbie begins to look more like Bobby than Bobby looked like Debbie. The entire scenario of this is simply this. You see, love has to have something happen to it that we don't want. Love must be, look at your neighbor and say, filtered. 
What happens whenever you filter your love, though? Number one, it takes something we don't like called time. It takes something outside of you, a source that is beyond you, has got to filter your desires, your, 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 your propensities, your sexual lust. Don't lie, look at me like I'm stupid. Every person in this room's got it. Something has to filter your idolatry, what you've made an idol of in your life, to be able to make you better. But the truth is, is that love, love, it's, it's based on one thing. It's based on trust, right? Love is based on trust. But sometimes those that you trusted gave you what they were given, and now their bad experience has become your truth. I'll say it again for those in the back. Sometimes those that you trusted gave you what they were given, and now their bad experience has become your truth. It came from a bad source. I thought I knew. Whenever I was 14 years old, I knew what love was all about. I done heard all the details in school. Y'all don't know. Anybody here learn way too much in a school bus? There's a reason why my kids will never ride the school bus. I will drive them. I will pay somebody. My wife will go. I'll hire a homeless man to take my kids to school before they get on a school bus. And the problem was not what they learned. It was what I was trying to teach kids. <laughs> I was the kid on the school bus, okay, just so you know. Sharing stuff I knew nothing about. But I won't tell somebody. I'm going to say something. I heard something, I'm going to say something. And so my intention and the intention of those, I don't, they ain't riding a school bus. Too many things happen. Came from a bad source. That's where it came. You know, Hollywood and Nashville are really good at giving you a bad source of what love really is. Y'all know that? Hollywood, it's about all my life. Made it holy. This is church, right? I pray for someone like you. I, you. Anybody here other than me, I know Miranda did because I have found them. Anybody here other than me ever make a mixtape or a mixed CD for a person you like? Yeah. Come on, y'all remember? Come on, y'all remember? I, I, I would do that, and I love to start it out with that. All my life, I pray for someone like you. Preacher's kid, I had to pray about it, you know? Like, we go from that to, to who all here, uh, this is going to be the real challenge, knows who Jagged Edge is. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. You ain't getting any younger, Kyle. Let's do this. Let's get married. Let's get married. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, it was, it was, that, that, that was the second song. Because you're a Christian first, you gotta, you gotta go to church. You gotta pray about it. And then we're gonna get married. So y'all watch out. Y'all know what third song was? I'll make love to you like you want me to. Don't judge me. I'm a Christian. We started out praying in church first. Then we got married, okay? Mm. I'm not saying that JoJo didn't know. And KC didn't have the Holy Ghost. But what I'm saying is, is that, that they didn't give you the whole story. Right. They did, Stevie, I wonder, I wonder what happened. What was the, the truth in Stevie's? I just called to say, I love you. I just called to say how much I care. <laughs> Somebody tried to care. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's a lie. 
I've been married to that beautiful girl in the front row almost 10 years. Been together for about 12. You know, let me tell you something. She ain't never just called, I love you, bye. No, she calls, she says, I love you. Will you pick up some toilet paper on the way home? <laughs> like, I'm out of tampons. It's going to be embarrassing, but if you'll scan them through. Stevie, why didn't you sing about the toilet paper? Like, Stevie, you're lying, my man. There was some stuff in between that you missed. You just called to say, I love you. Hollywood and Nashville are, are horrible places to find out. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. She can't show you love. If you don't have the right foundation, if your love has not been filtered through the right places, the problem with this is, is it creates one of three places where we get our definition of love. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. If you think you're in love, if you're engaged, if you're married, if you're divorced, if it's complicated, if anything, write these down. Number one, it starts out with, and look at your neighbor and tell them this as you write it down, and give them the eyebrows, unrealistic expectations. Now, you just told on yourself, and you don't know that. You don't know that, but you just told. Unrealistic expectations. Un the problem with unrealistic expectations is that they always lead to unfulfilled relationships. We think we know what love is. I don't know. We think we know how it is that we are to be loved and we are to love somebody else. But the truth is, you ain't got a clue. Right. At 14 years old, I love her. <laughs> She's my everything. Until next month. <laughs> and then it'll be a new somebody and a new something. Now, Hollywood and Nashville gave us examples. And I am not, and my wife cannot stand this movie, but I am not, um, uh, I'm not going to lie, okay? I love the notebook. <laughs> I cried at the end of it. Oh my, my wife hates it. She was like, that's the most unrealistic movie ever. Get to the very end, and there it is. <laughs> Sorry if this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen the notebook, they both die. Okay. But, but we get things from Disney. Beauty and the Beast. He's got claws. What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to teach us, Disney? Like, he's literally a monster. Oh, but, 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 but if he kisses him, it'll heal him. And that's the reason why we have young ladies who seem to think that if they can just find the man, if I'll just kiss him, I can change him into a prince when the truth is he's a monster. That's the reason why we end up with teenage pregnancies with women who have men who disappear and men who can't find a wife because they think if they just kiss her, oh, if she'll just be in love with me, I can fix her. Right. No, Disney, he's a monster. <laughs> Chill out. I don't want to hear your songs. He got fangs and teeth and he's ugly. Some of y'all need to know he's ugly. Just so you know. How about the klepto hoarder? One of my favorite people in Disney. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Let's be honest. She's got a room full of other people's stuff. That is not normal. She ain't got legs. She pops about the water for five minutes. Oh, look at this. And she's in love. This is the examples that we get in our world today of what love is. Got a room full of people's stuff and trying to act like. Some of y'all, y'all show up in a relationship with a room full of everybody's stuff. You got a room full of your past. And you want to pretend and act like, oh, we're in love. No, it's not. It's got to be filtered. Right. Now you come to church and you're looking for that emotional connection. Right? You show up. What a wonderful name it is. God forbid you see her at church. Wonderful name. 
<laughs> Your name is wonderful. We show up with all the baggage. The church. The problem with movies, are you ready for this? It's a movie. You know what that means? I know it's going to be a shocker for some people. It ain't real. You, you, cannot, you cannot fall in love with somebody in 90 minutes because that's how long they give us. About a good 90 minutes. It does, it's, movies are not real. You don't believe me? Jack and Rose. Knee far wherever you are. Don't tell me you loved him. If you'd have scooted over five inches, we'd have had a Titanic 2. He froze to death on a door while you're sitting there saying you love him. Bull hockey. I'm not believing it. Scoot over, Jill. We could have had a Jack 2.0, but instead he's out there, froze to death. It doesn't, we have poor examples. Poor examples of what love is. And I'm sure if we were to go through a conversation of each one of you in your own personal homes, you could tell me about a poor example in your life mother and a father who didn't really love each other. That is number two, poor examples. Bad examples set in what a marriage should be. You see, divorce rates in 2021 in the census shows that 50% of marriages in 2021 ended in divorce. 60% of children of divorced parents will divorce. Second marriages, 60%. The same as a parent who was divorced. Third marriages, 73%. You see, we have a problem. Well, the problem is, is we're addressing it the same way. And we're trying to take luggage. The way that I put it before is simply this. You get married, her and all of her beauty, him and all of his handsomeness. And about three years, maybe three weeks, maybe three days, maybe three minutes later, an 18-wheeler backs up to the front of your house and drops off all of their baggage that you didn't know they had. And now you're sitting there going, what in the world? Where did this guy, where did she come from? (laughs) I don't even know him. But just a few weeks ago, you were saying, oh, he is my everything. And somebody told you, no, he's an idiot. And you started defending them. You know why? Because as we say, love is. Let me tell you something. It's deaf too. Uh, Try telling somebody that's emotionally involved with somebody that that cat you're with is a goofball. She ain't worth nothing. You know what? Oh, no. All of a sudden, love is deaf and it's blind too. It's not just blind. It's deaf also. Poor examples. Now. If you grew up in a home that was divorced, that's, I don't want you to think it's a nail in the coffin. It's not a nail in the coffin. That's why we're here, and that's why people are watching online right now, because they were too embarrassed. They're <laughs> like, eh, I don't know if you're going to see me there. Like, he might see me. they in separate rooms watching the same thing. <laughs> it's the patterns that you were given from people before you. Now you have husbands treating wives the way that their dad treated their mother. Right. And it's a pattern that repeats. It's a pattern. It's not love. It's a pattern. Oh, but preacher, you don't understand. If you get the right one, he'll love me for my issues. Lie again. Let me tell you something. They ain't gonna love you for your issues. Because your issues create tissues. Man, I know you got problems. She ain't gonna love you for your problems. Ladies, 
Ladies, ladies, ladies, you like to get emotionally involved. Let me tell you something. If you got problems, he's not a fixer. It's not something that he can do. He is not going to love you for your issues. Girl, you're amazing. Just the way you are. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, stop lying to yourself. You are not amazing. Just so you need work. Look at your neighbor. Look at the person to your left and say, you need work. Look at the person to your right, say it might be plastic. I shouldn't have said it. That was not in my notes. I just threw that in. Number three, if you're taking notes, painful experiences. Painful experiences. You're still, you're 40 years old now, but you remember when she dumped you in the fourth grade. And so you treat everyone differently. I remember what that pain looked like. I ain't never forgot. Got a memory like an elephant up here. Problem is, is that memory only plays out in hate. It only plays out in disdain. You see, there are people who got hurt. Something happened. And the truth is, is you put a wall up, but the wall you put up was around your heart. You put a wall up around your heart. Now you've been married for 5, 10, 15 years, but you haven't completely given your heart because they're going to betray me like my ex did. They're going to betray me like she did, like he did. I can't really give my heart because I built a wall around it for the simple fact now you're trying to be in love, but they can't even get to the part that needs to be loved. Now you're skating, stating, I'm sorry, that there is no love in a relationship because the wall is still up. Right. You're taking notes. I want you to write this down. Love is vulnerable. Love is vulnerable. Now, for those of you, and we have visitors here, if this is your first time, you think that this is really odd, like we're not preaching, you know, John 3, 16, Acts 2, 38, Romans 12, 2, Jeremiah 29, 11. We're not, what, what, what is pastor doing here? Let me tell you something. I believe, and I, I want to make this statement for those that are watching online who may have never seen us before, and those of you who are here as well. I want to make this statement. God wants your heart. Let's try again. God wants your heart. The problem with your heart is it's protected by your head. Historically, religiosity has stated whenever you come into church, we judge your heart. Oh, she's got a heart problem. He's, got a, he's, just, he's just got a bad heart. Lord, change his heart. And what happens is, is we judge the heart. Believe it or not, did you know that's tied into your relationship with God and your relationship with other people? So whenever I read the book of Romans and I got to chapter 12 and verse 2 and he said, be ye not conformed to the patterns of this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I said, you know what? God, you handle the heart. Let me help handle the head. The purpose of this series is to get your head right. Because until you understand what love is, it's very difficult to truly be loved by God. And to truly love others in a godly way. Instead, you'll love them through your emotions. You'll love them sexually. You'll love them socially. You'll love them every other way but godly. And so it's important for us as Christians to become healthy. Whenever I was in the U.S. Army, we gave a block of instructions for everything. They came in, we taught them how to brush their teeth. I kid you not. We used to teach grown men how to wash their butt. You know. You take the rag, you put soap on it. Do what you got to do, but you're going to wash. Because if you show up stanky after I have given you a block of instruction, now I can come back and judge you. In other words, I can write you up because you smell bad. 
And, and, and in church, though, somehow or another, we want to just show up and somehow or another, just God's just going to, he's just going to, his spirit is going to give us everything to be healthy. But yet he gave us his word right. and he gave us people. Right. But we put that wall up. Mm, pastor, this is what we're doing. We're going to work on being healthy. Look at your neighbor and say, let's get healthy. Now, that does not mean that there's going to be a great influx at the gym next week. Somebody other than me say amen. amen. Come on, somebody. <laughs> to make it all really confusing, what happens next is we come to church with our unrealistic expectations, with our bad examples, and you listen to me preach. And I say what the Bible says, and it's completely counterintuitive to what is around you. The love of God does not make sense as the love in your past doesn't make sense. If there was no standard by which that you understood the answer to the question of what is love and you, you assimilated it, whenever I tell you God loves you, you go, yeah, but maybe if, if I were to, if I could, then maybe. This is where religiosity took hold because it actually affirmed your improper, your wrong beliefs in what love was. You came into church and they said, brother, Look, you need to stop all that. And all of a sudden now you believe that their words and their mouth is the mouth of God. Because that's what love looked like in the past. I would love you if. Not, I love you because. It's confusing. You remember when we were all kids? Y'all remember the yes, no, maybe? Letters? Not just me, like you'd fold it up, look like an origami. You'd pull the little corner out. You remember how you would like, do the double fold and you would pull the other corner out and they'd pull it and it was like 13 pages. Poof, confetti lands everywhere. Y'all remember that? The thing is is, is, is it started whenever we were kids. And I'm going to show you all this. It started whenever you were kids, and I got a few letters uh, from kids. Go ahead with the first one. Dear Alexis, how are you today? I want to inform you that I kind of like you. Don't laugh. This is serious. Love, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan wanted to make sure. Go ahead, number two. He wanted to make sure that, 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 that Alexis knew. Happy Valentine's. I hope you have a great day, and I like you, toe. I think it's supposed to be two, but it says toe. I like your toe. And, 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 and by, B-U-Y, he has no clue what's coming next. And by like, do you mean love? Anybody here ever wondered, like, by like, do you like me? Do you mean love me? Or like, can we have this conversation? Okay. By like me, do, do you mean love? If you do. Me too. <laughs> I'm just not going to commit ahead of time, okay? <laughs> like, if you love me, I'll love you too, but if not, you're ugly. <laughs> but we can't be boyfriend and girlfriend. My mom won't let me. <laughs> but we can like and be friend and play together. P.S. It's not my best writing with an R. <laughs> riling, riling. I'm sorry, riling. <laughs> There's some riling going to happen. Go on to the number three. Kids. From the Landrin to Crystal, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> P.S. Happy anniversary, though. One month. It's the very bottom in small writing. It's really hard for me to do this. <laughs> Let's call him the next one. Dear Ashley, would you please be my girlfriend? I like you a lot. Yes, 
No, or maybe. Ashley was very, she, was, she made it obvious. She went, I mean, she made a great circle around no. P.S., please put yes, no, or maybe. I'm sorry. I already have a boyfriend, Kyle. Okay, Ashley, Ashley's a pretty legit girl, right? I already have a boyfriend, Kyle. But when we break up, you're my next choice. <laughs> P.S., that will probably be in a month or two. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Come on to the next one. Sean, I'm breaking up with you. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. <laughs> it's like they just got married already. <laughs> that was three months ago. You need to get it together. <laughs> or you will never get married. And that would be sad. You should get married, just not to me. Rachel. <laughs> Do I have one more? I think this is my last one. I, 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 I'm angry at you, and I'm not talking to you today and tomorrow. So you know, I'm not talking today and tomorrow. P.S. All day. In case you don't, that's 24 hours all day. I'm not talking to you. P.S.S. I still love you. <laughs> Confused as to what love is supposed to be. And we got school teachers here. I wish, I wish y'all would collect every letter that came in and just bring it to me because I would laugh. I'm sure y'all got some great stories. Love is confusing business, right? It's confusing business. And it's because of the unrealistic expectations, the poor examples, the bad experiences. You see, kids, all they're doing is regurgitating what they've been told. They don't know. They're regurgitating back what they have been told love is. We end up confused. Anybody here other than me can be honest and say, I've been confused about what love is in my past. Some of y'all right now, but you're not going to admit it. Love is confusing because our experience tells us that love is an emotion. That's what it's supposed to be. Love is an emotion. We're looking for chemistry and passion. Well, we just didn't connect. Now there's no passion between us anymore. She no longer laughs at my jokes. She used to. She used to laugh. She used to think I was funny. Hey. Anybody here know how to catch a rabbit? Did y'all hear what my wife just said? Oh, man. Reality just set in for me on a stage with a microphone. You know how to catch a rabbit? You hide behind the bushes and make carrot noises. What do you call a two-legged cow? Lean beef. What do you call a no-legged cow? What do you call a cow just had a calf? decaffeinated somebody what do you call a milk cow jumped over a barbed wire fence it's an utter catastrophe (laughs) full of jokes y'all hear about the two muffins in the uh, oven i gotta be careful with this one you hear about the two muffins in the oven the one muffin looked at the other muffin he said man it's hot in here the other muffin said ah a talking muffin (laughs) as you get married and my wife's heard those jokes at least two times baby how many two million two million okay what ha- if you recognize, she just smiled and nodded her head. She didn't laugh at my joke. What happens is, 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 is all of a sudden you look at it and you go, well, this, we're just not connected like we used to be. There's no passion. She don't laugh at my jokes. And the next thing you know, you show up to work, man. And they got, they got, they got the girl up front, the new secretary. She's not bad looking. And you tell her, hey, you know how to catch a rabbit? She said, no. He said, you hide behind the bushes and make carrot noise. She goes, oh, stop. <laughs> and he goes, wow, we have a connection. 
laughed at my jokes. He says, Leandra, you is cute. Leandra says, oh, stop it, Bobby. He said, look, there's some passion. And the next thing you know, because his connection is to passion, because his connection is to chemistry, that's what he calls love. Bobby ends up walking away from his marriage. I see it happen all the time. Connected by emotion. Now, I'm going to give you all an explanation in case you don't know. Okay, y'all ready? Calm down. We're going to be here for a minute this morning in case you don't know. This is um, my example of sex. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if you're risky, you know, I put that one there, but I decided there were some people here who might be offended by it, so I went ahead and just left this one right here because my wife was like, baby, that's a little too far. I was like, okay, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's just us, it's just us, it's just us, calm down. What happens when you meet somebody is it starts out, generally speaking, Let's give physical. Mm-hmm. Mama says, stop. I don't dance, okay? I stop dancing when I stop drinking. <laughs> but this is how we, 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 we build our relationships, unfortunately, in today's world. We start out by throwing in sex. We had a connection. had a sexual connection. It was great. Start out with physical. This is how we start how we want to build our relationships. We do this because it's too easy to pass up on pleasure. Men, y'all know. She says yes. Hmm. Come on, baby. I will schedule it. <laughs> y'all can laugh because y'all know it's true. <laughs> Ladies, y'all ain't got no clue, okay? You are married to a savage and just don't know it. truth is is that whenever we meet somebody and we throw sex in the, the truth is that we're just tired we're tired of being alone anybody here know what it is to be sick and tired of being alone anybody here been in a room full of people and still felt alone we get tired of being alone and then we start to quantify these statements well we're just friends with benefits <laughs> we're just friends we got some benefits and what happens next y'all ready This is what happens next. You didn't expect it, but all of a sudden, your emotions get thrown in the middle of it. (laughs) Right there, there we go. I didn't plan on liking her, but but, we met more than once, and next thing you know, your emotions get thrown in the middle of it. You didn't plan on being emotionally connected to them, but they just came around so many times. She's not really about my type. He's not really what I'm looking for. He's got a credit score of two, but, <laughs> but, but, but we, we, we connect. Oh, it's so great. And now you're emotionally connected. And the problem is, is when you get to this place right here, love is blind. So now the blinders, and now it's not just sex. Now you open your heart to this person and you become emotionally attached. You become emotionally attached. You start doing stupid stuff. Some of y'all fixing to really know exactly what I'm talking about. You start writing poetry. You're not a poet. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. 
Roses are red and violets are blue is not the way to start. You're not a po- And then you, yeah, anybody other than me, you try writing some love songs and sending it to me, just me? Okay. Maybe y'all have been married the entire life and uh, it could explain what happened to me. But, but we, we start doing dumb stuff, writing poetry and writing songs and, and then we get it to them and they don't even care. They don't even care. They don't care about me. And they didn't even respond. I bought a girl flowers one time for her birthday. I liked her. I like her a lot. She had an engineering degree. She was working for Dow Chemical. I was single. I was young. She was way too old for me, but she had money in a checkbook and a car. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got up early on her birthday. Early. I'm going to tell you, I did something. Was, was, I, I, to this day, I think it was pretty cool. I went and bought some roses because what do you get girls? Flowers, if you don't know them. <laughs> I got her some roses, and, and, and then I, I got me a glass vase, and it was, like, it was like wide at the bottom. It came up. It was tapered, and I had the roses all arranged. I picked off the dead. Y'all know how it is. You, know, you look at it when she walks out the door. How's that deal? Is it arranged where it's going to look cool? And then I took, y'all remember glow sticks. I don't know what just happened to my mic, Philip, but I sound like Charlie Brown all of a sudden. I took some glow sticks, and I cut them, and I poured it in the water because she got up to work before daylight. Tell me I didn't know what I was doing. I poured that in the bottom of that vase and I, I set it right behind her car. So I knew that if she missed it, she's going to run over it. But I didn't say anything. I just set it up and I left. There you go. Y'all know she never even said thank you. <laughs> she never said that was great. I got the flowers. Like that was so sweet. Thank you for my birthday. She never said nothing. <laughs> she just ghosted me all at once. And I was like, what happened? could have been something we had something going we did it was called stalking <laughs> in case you don't know one-sided love <laughs> take notes it's not love one-sided love is not love we don't even care though because we're in love I'm in love you're not in love with Bobby you're in love with the Bobby that doesn't fart at lunch. <laughs> Baby, did you just pass gas? I guess it's just who you are now. <laughs> there's, there's, there's about three levels to that that happens to be something between my wife and I, so y'all just pray for me. But, but, but we, we, have, we have an example of what we think. And, and, and we, we, we think we know who they are because we've given ourselves to them sexually, we've given ourselves to them emotionally, and, and, and all of a sudden we discover, I don't think I know you. You smell funny. You make noises that are not supposed to come out of a human. Ladies, it's you too, okay? I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all don't just do it in the bathroom. We hear you in the middle of the night. Oh, I was asleep. I was asleep. I didn't hear anything. No, you were awake. Nobody could sleep through that smell. We know better, just so y'all know. You're not in love with Bobby. You're in love with the Bobby who doesn't fart at lunchtime. You're not in love with the person. You're in love with, with the thought of not being alone. You're in love with the thought of being in real love. Emotion is part of love. 
but it's not what you build on. The problem with emotion is simply this. If you recognize there's not much space. I can't sit on this because I made it last night out of foam and it'll collapse. But there's not a whole, there's only space for you. And some of y'all need to hear exactly what I'm saying right now. With your personal emotions in a relationship, there's only space for you. And you need to learn to hold on to your emotions until the time is right. Your emotions are important. Emotion is part of love, but it's not what you build on. It's about you. Can he or she make me happy? We begin to, to place the quantification of our joy and our emotions on the person that we are with. Now, it's not my emotions, but it's what are you going to do with my emotions. We've given the emotions up before the time is needed. You eventually will come to the conclusion that you're not in love because you based it on emotion. All of a sudden, one morning, they make you mad. Hmm, I don't think I love them. He never talked to me that way. She never acted like that before. I'm not in love. I don't love them. Your love is based on emotions. Now, you want them at this point in the relationship. We've had sex where I'm emotionally attached. Now we're committed. Look at your neighbor and say, we're committed. So you have the idea that you should introduce them. Just me? Like it seems to be what happens next. We should, I should introduce them to my friends. Let me show you what this looks like. We've had sex. We're emotionally attached. We show up with our social group. Maybe my friends. Love is already blind because your emotions are in there. But now you have the idea that if I, if I can throw in my social group and if they accept him, maybe they'll give us some advice. But the problem, as we've already stated, is love isn't just blind. It is, yeah. Built wrong. It's not just blind, but it's deaf too. Now your friends are there, but, but we can't hear. And the, the truth is, did y'all know that most people, this is where they get married? Some of you here, you're like, oh, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Shana and I, I've never heard this before, but the problem is, pastor, that's where we got married. That's not the Holy Ghost, okay? That's you. This is the place where we get married. It starts right there. And it's all good until the next thing happens. The next thing that happens is unexpected, but because you're blind and because you're deaf, it gets a little. Now it became personal. I just closed my own finger in the door. That was personal. That was some personal pain. And, and, and it's personal, so we, 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 we throw it. Now, you said he's not a good guy. You're offending me. I am offended because I know him. I love him. We've done things. We've been places. Like, he could show me the world. I can show you the world. Yeah, he can show you it on Nat Geo because his credit score is two. And you ain't asked yet. 
what his goals are in life. You haven't asked him if he wants kids or not. You ain't asking any of the right questions. You don't know if you're together really and truthfully. Just, just, it's, but it becomes personal. Now you're married and there's no place to run. Now there's a yard to be mowed. There's trash to be taken out. There's money to be made. Who are you? <laughs> I can show you the world. <laughs> this is where I hear the statement as a pastor. I love her or him. I'm just not in love. This is what creates this. I love them. I'm just no longer in love with them. I'm going to tell you something. Great. I love it when people tell me that. Because you know what? Now you can stop loving them for the emotions that they create. And you can start loving them for the person that God created them to be. Say it again for those of you who didn't catch it the first time. You can stop loving them for the emotions that they have created in your life. And instead you can love them for the person that God created them to be. I love them. I'm just not in love with them. You don't know it, but you're in a great place. You're in a great place. Real love, you see, is kissing after a fight. I don't want to kiss you. We do this at night before we go to bed. No emotional connection to it at all. We did it because I still love you. You know, there's times that I've gotten to the end of an intense moment of fellowship with my wife. We don't fight. And I'd be like, oh, I could strangle you right now, but I love you. <laughs> Just so she knows. You see, our relationships should be built like Paul. He said in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7, he said, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. You see, there is a way to build a relationship. But guess what happens next in reality? Y'all ready? This is what actually happens. We show up. Hey, pastor, I'm at church. <laughs> Can you tell me about Jesus? I don't have any love in my life. I'm not a whole person. This jerk with me came too. Our little rugrats are in the back, so you know. But would you do me a favor, pastor? Would you cover us <laughs> with the love of God? And instead of building our lives and our relationships on Jesus, we do something very different, and we try to use Jesus to cover. This is what I watch y'all do on Sundays. Y'all laughing at me? <laughs> I get to laugh them up here. <laughs> we get, we've got to shore up and pretend. There's no, our emotions are okay. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> yeah, God answers. Email, not email. Come on, sister. <laughs> you a hot mess. Amen. Coming in and expecting and, and, and blaming God for everything. God, would you just cover up, cover it. Cover me, Lord, with your blood. 
God says, you know, there's a foundation that was created. There was a way that you can build this that doesn't look like this. Spiritual. That's what they say. <laughs> Baby, I remember me and my wife riding down the road. She said, why don't we go to church? thought to myself, that would help. <laughs> now you've introduced what should be a blessing, and instead, whenever you come to church, it feels like a burden. Because the pastor's telling you things that you can't live up to. I don't really understand this love of God thing. I'm not a bad person. And the original statements from Miranda, whenever we got together, I'll never forget. She told me, she said, I just don't understand. We, for the record, of those of you who don't know, we weren't in church. We didn't go to church at all. And she told me, she said, um, she said I don't understand why I need God. She said, I'm not, I don't need forgiveness. I'm sorry. I don't need forgiveness. Was it forgiveness? Baby, help me. I don't understand. She said, I'm not a bad person. She said, I'm a good person. Like, I don't lie. I haven't killed anybody. She cussed about every third word. <laughs> so y'all know. And I wasn't a saint myself. But I have the microphone. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Carrying on. Trying to cover it all up. Now we're sitting in church and we're carrying the weight of sin. You see, God wasn't designed to be carried. God is who he is to carry you. God is who he is. You were designed to be carried, but you were designed to be carried by God. You're not designed to be carried by the person beside you. You're not designed to be carried by love. You're not designed to be carried by emotion, by social group, by your personal feelings. You were designed to be carried by him. Look at your neighbor and say, rebuild. rebuild. What do we do? We start out first with a foundation. What does this mean? And I want to tell you, married folks, because some of y'all are here, and, and I know your relationship looks like that. Pastor, what do I do? Am I just am I out of luck? No, 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 no. It starts out whenever two people begin to build a relationship with God. That's it. You say, well, pastor, hang on. Like my husband, he's not here this morning. My boyfriend wouldn't come. I, my fiance, the, the love of my life, they're not, they won't, they're not here. They, they, it's not, they, they, let me tell you something. Then you get on your knees. Amen. You begin to have a relationship with God. You say, God, I'm sorry. Right. I've given you a mess and expected you to turn it into a blessing. If you're married and you're a couple, let me tell you something. You find a place individually, and it becomes the disciplines that we spoke about last week. It's not easy. But you know what? I'm going to get on my knees. You're going to get on your knees. You know what's amazing with this foundation? There's space. I've got room not just for me and for her, but I've got room for my future. I've got room for my kids. I've got room for my finances. I have room to build my emotions whenever it all starts first. With God. Amen. So I want to give somebody hope this morning. It starts out simple. It starts out like this. You've got to love God. You've got to first find your place in a relationship with him. Yeah. Introduced a blessing, but you have the opportunity to rebuild. Your definition of love is not found in how you love others. It's not found in how you love you, yourself. But it's found in how God loves you. It's based on God's love for you. 
You see, love is not something you find. It's realizing that you've been found. Love is not something that you find. Oh, I, I just, you know, I fell into love. No, 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 no. It's realizing that you've been found. It's countercultural to the dating scene of the day. We have dating websites, right? Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. What's some of the other ones? Help me, kids. What's some of the dating apps? Y'all know? Tinder. Mm. I was hoping somebody would say that. And I'm not sitting here knocking dating sites except Tinder. I will knock Tinder. Don't, but don't be on Tinder, okay? Just for the record, you're looking for a godly relationship. Maybe fish in the sea. I'm not for sure. I have, y'all know this. I, I, I'm old enough that I have never been on a dating site. If I have, somebody else put me on there. It's called catfishing. But if you see me on a dating site, somebody's trying to catfish somebody. I don't, I've never been on one. But we have these dating sites that are countercultural to what love is and how it's supposed to happen. You see, if God is not enough for you, a person never will be. If you cannot start it right here and you can't build a relationship with God, there is no way that a person is ever going to fulfill what God can't. So you need to find your place first on your knees in the Bible. We use the Bible to back up bad behavior. Did y'all know that? I've seen people all the time. And it's found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. I've had people quote that to me. Pastor, you don't understand. It's not good for me to be alone. The Bible says it. Genesis chapter 2, very beginning. He started out. He said, he can't be by himself. Send him somebody. <laughs> it's not good for me to be alone, Pastor. You don't understand. Single people. There's something you've missed in this. In verse 18, the very first four words, it says, The Lord God said... Not you. You see, what happened with Adam was simply this, is that that Adam got to a place to where he already had a relationship with God. He already had a foundation built because they could walk in the cool of the day. They could walk around. He had a conversation. They had a relationship. And God said, it's not good for you to be alone. What happens whenever you begin to take the place of God in your life and you say, it's not good for me to be alone, preacher? tell you something you need to work on your foundation it started out with just God and Adam when God saw Adam's heart was in a place that he was enough for Adam's heart for some of you you haven't gotten a relationship with God to the point to where that God is enough for your heart and so you're trying to fill it with people with places this is where addiction comes into alcohol and drugs because we're trying to take something and feel something that God says that's what I'm here for we don't have the patience to wait. In the culture that we live in today, for some reason, we think that single is bad. Let me tell you something. Single's not bad. Amen. Single is the only place, it's the only time that you have one-on-one with just you and Jesus. Right. It's the only time that it can be just you and Jesus. You, you, you can't say it before God says it. You can't say it's not good before God says no now. Can't get it ahead of the times. Married people, okay? I'm not just talking about single folks. It's on you too. If you can't be content in him, 
when you find the one and they disappoint you, you'll keep looking for another one. You'll be married and looking for somebody else to fulfill you. Pornography. Well, she's not giving me what I want. We're going to talk about that in the next few weeks. She's not giving me what I want, preacher. Y'all know I've heard that excuse like it's godly. Really? Man, it's quiet in here. You're a mouse lick cotton right now. <laughs> My country came out, y'all forgive me. Why is it important? Why does it matter? Understanding God's love for you helps you love you. You see, before you love somebody else, you got to learn to love yourself. It helps you to love you. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 39, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart. This is the foundation. With all your soul, with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like love your neighbor as yourself. You see, you can't love others until you love you. Until you love yourself. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting here this morning and you say, well, I'm just lonely. I feel like nobody loves me. Don't get in a relationship. If you're in one and you're not married, come on, get out. Amen. You don't need to be with somebody. Until you can love yourself, don't expect someone else to fill the gap that you've left for God. Come on. You can't love others until you love yourself. We have a bad view on love, what, what love is. You can't just love someone and call it love. Well, I just love them. That's what it is. I love them. I love them. I love them. They love you. No, I just love them. That's stalking. Okay, there's a difference in the two. Understand it. One-sided love is just stalking. Love that is given and received, that's true love. But you'll never receive love if in your heart and mind you believe yourself to be unlovable. See, I run into a lot of people that say, Pastor, I just, I'm, I, I can't be loved. It's not in my makeup if you see yourself as unlovable no one the heart can never receive what the mind does not believe that's the reason why i watch people come in and they get head saved because they're emotionally tied to an experience at an altar whenever they came to god whenever they cried i came from a i came from a background to where that salvation was it was really and truthfully it was it was accepted off of an emotional connection how many bobby pins flew did anybody hear them speak in tongues did they really confess? Did they really repent? I mean, it wasn't at our church. Did they really, God really sing? Your heart can never receive what the mind does not believe. If you don't think you're valuable, respectable, and lovable, nobody else is going to be able to meet that. This produces men who constantly give things to show their love while she's constantly drifting away. This produces women who will give their bodies to show their love while he is constantly walking away. You're trying to convince someone you love them when you don't love yourself. Married, married people, we learn how to save money because we have to, right? Like if you get paid once a month, then you have to figure it out. You gotta understand, clearance racks. It's a great way to go. There's three reasons I learned why there are things on clearance racks. Y'all ready for this? Number one, it's probably damaged somewhere. It's probably been used, or the biggest one is, is that it's just out of season. I like to buy my jackets in July. You know why? 
They're about half price because ain't nobody else buying jackets in July. We put our hearts on clearance and our bodies on sale simply because we feel damaged, we feel used, and we feel like we are out of season. The truth is, is the new stuff is at the very front of the store. Y'all know that? When you walk in, the new stuff, let me tell you something. Whenever Jesus died on the cross, he made you new. Let me try that again. When Jesus died on the cross, he made you new. His intent is that you would become a new creature. You are a new creature in Christ. Not a new creature who gets to walk around. and No, you are a new creature in Christ. You see, your worth is in what he paid and not in what you have done. You are not a sum total of your past. You are not a sum total of the mistakes that you have made, the things that people have done to you, and the things that you have done to others. You are not the sum total of the mistakes that you have made. Hmm. Your worth is in what he paid and not in what you've done. So what happens next? Pastor, I don't know what to do. Simply this. You start gathering yourself socially around godly people. What does this look like? Get in a group. We got groups starting the end of this month. Small groups. Get in a group. I'll say it again. Get in a group. In case you didn't hear me the first two times, get in a group. In case you didn't hear me the first three times, get in a group. Surround yourself with godly people. You have a spiritual foundation. Surround yourself with people who give you godly advice. Find your place socially to where that your advice is godly. And some of y'all need to right here, get counseling. Go get counseling. Go see a, 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 a counselor. Some of y'all need to see a psychiatrist because they can give medicine. <laughs> Not in my notes either. But socially connect with people. You have to understand that God is your source spiritually, but you're socially connected with God as your source, the people you're interested in. You see, they are your course. God is your resource. God is your resource. The truth is, is the people that you're around, whenever God is your resource, they become your course. Now you have the ability, because you know who he is, you feel loved, you feel whole, to study someone. Now I'm not falling into you emotionally. I'm not falling into you sexually. Because I have the opportunity to back up and study you. Because God is my resource. People you're interested in, they become your course. You have time to study them. This is where you learn about the other people, about that person. The lessons you've learned in spiritual are applied here. Next. The lessons that you've picked up along the way, now they can become personal. Now it's not just what God's done and what I have had advice because I'm not blind and I'm not deaf, but now they become a part of who I am. I have a foundation. Now you have God and a group. You have God and a group. Now, this to me, in today's world, is the most, it's the most dangerous. It's the most dangerous block. Because, though, you have a relationship with God, and because you have a friend group, and because the, the truths that you learned here and, and, and saw in other people's lives were here, now, now that they're personal to you, you have the ability to hold on to your emotions. I'm not just giving you anything. You don't get my emotions. I, I ain't going to cry over you. 
I ain't gonna, uh, unless, un, unless you've got the same foundation spiritually, unless you've got a group of people that make you feel whole, because I can't make you feel whole all the time. Right. You better have a relationship with God. Amen. It's personal to me. So until you show me. Now, hmm, maybe you meet that person. Maybe you're married to that person and you're trying to rebuild. Maybe you met that person in a small group, in single people. <laughs> you look at them and you say, you know what? Your foundation is godly. Yeah. You've been saved. You're working on your sanctity. You know what? You have a group of people outside of me that can give you support spiritually, mentally, physically. You got a job. Your credit score is above a two. <laughs> because of that, you know what? I think because I'm not deaf and blind, I'll give you my emotions. But we've done the background, we've done the research to know that now's the time. You have the building box below, blocks below before you give your emotion. You see, there's something about our emotions that we don't think about. What is the soul made up of? Mind, will, and emotions. See, what we didn't realize is, is whenever we, we just had sex, I just had sex. Pray for me. And you became emotionally attached. What you didn't realize is you had a physical experience and then you gave them your soul. Kind of puts a different. Whoa, preacher. The reality is, is until they've built. Because whenever it gets to here, I'm deaf and blind. Ladies, you know. He's dumb as a box of rocks when you ain't got clothes on. Just being honest. Men, y'all know it. <laughs> it's mostly the men that are smirking like, yeah, preacher, that's true. <laughs> you know why? Because your emotions are tied in. Now, we've gotten to the place we understand we're giving a piece of our soul to this person. I, wanna, I just want to tell somebody this. Hold on to your emotions until the time is right. That's right. Listen to me. Listen to me, single people. Listen to me, married people. If you don't have a foundation built in God and you're trying to blow up on him, maybe you ought to back up. Oh. Say, so you know what, God? I need to get a relationship. I, I, I need to be fulfilled by you first. Right, it matters. You can hold on until the time is right. You can ask them questions like, hey, what's your credit score? What's your life plan? Yeah. I'm holding on to my emotions until you get until you until you you spill the beans on your reality. Because I can't afford for your reality to become mine. Right. And I can't buy a Kia. <laughs> if you give them your emotions, you're blind and deaf. So go see first and listen. Guard your heart, the Bible says, for it is the wellspring. Of life. Now this is where we should get married. And when that happens, <clears throat> how you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Did you know some of y'all sitting here with y'all kids this morning, like, oh dear Jesus. <laughs> Next Sunday I'm sitting behind them on the opposite side of the church. 
But this is the point whenever you hear, hear somebody and they have a healthy relationship and, and, and they talk about how that they're sexually fulfilled. Let me tell you something. My wife and I have lived on both sides of this. I'm going to tell you something. The sex on this side. Mm. I know the Holy Ghost is in it. Whenever you do it God's way. You see, we, we, we've made sex a bad thing. We've made it. We don't talk about that. You know, God created sex. It wasn't an accident. It was intent. God had purpose with it. It's purpose whenever it's in his plan. Purpose in his plan. Let's all stand. Married people, I'm sure that some of you are sitting there right now and you're making this statement. I don't know where to go next. 12 seconds, 13 seconds, 14 seconds. I've preached way longer than what I know I'm going to do, but I wanted to set up this series and I had to go through all of this. Y'all forget next. I want to simply give you this. Motion creates emotion. Choose love. Don't just feel it. It's not just an emotion. If you want to just an emotion, if you want to love you like you used to, you've got to choose it. Come back and play the guitar for me if you don't mind, brother. Both of y'all mind, brother. Both of y'all. Do what you used to. That's kind of hard sometimes. Do what you used to. That's kind of hard sometimes. I don't even know where to get glow sticks. That's kind of hard sometimes. I don't even know where to get glow sticks. <laughs> Apparently, 94, they were easier to find than they are in 2000. Apparently, 94, they were easier to find than they are in 2022. 95. 95 is about the year that I poured glow sticks in the water. Dumb. <laughs> Poor girl. Choose love. Don't just feel love. Do what you used to. Ladies, 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 let me give you some help. Let me give you some help right quick. Talk to him like you used to. Oh, baby, you're awesome. So strong. So awesome. Do anything. You're my hero. Let me tell you something about Superman. I can leap. Your husband will turn into your Superman because you start talking to him like that. Look, he will go into a phone booth. <laughs> He'll come back out with his chest. Uh, what, what am I beating up? You t- I, will leap a, I will leap a tall building in a single bound. Your husband's kryptonite. It's your mouth. It's whether or not you have the ability to encourage. You see, love, it just gives. That's what God does. What'd you do? I love you. Where'd you go? I love you. The biggest complaint, the number one complaint I get as a pastor, people in relationship and married people is this, is that he's just not there emotionally for me. Number one. Not, they're not there for me. They don't understand me. They don't get me. And then I get the other side. 
she gets on my nerves with her ticks. She got these weird things about her. He leaves his socks on the floor. Why? Ticks. I don't even like his friends. I don't like the people he hangs around. His personality is horrible. You know why? He built it upside down. Built it backwards. It all has to start with this right here. It all starts with us finding a place in God. I need you to become the Lord of my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, there's different people represented in this room this morning. There are some here whose marriage is on the rocks. Folks here who've been through breakups and they don't know how to love. There's people here who are not yet married. Help them, dear Lord, I pray, to build on a foundation of you, on a relationship with you, God, that they would desire to be in relationship. If there's someone here, I pray, who's without God, and you say, Pastor, look, I don't even know where to start. This isn't the everything, but this is the beginning. It's when you say, Lord, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart, forgive me, wash me, make me whole. I'll commit myself to the waters of baptism, God, and I pray that you will fill me with your spirit as a gift that you only you can give. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. In case you don't know, Mike, come on up for me. What I'm talking about is exactly what God did. He loved you first. <laughs> Knowing that you're going to be singing Jagged Edge. That you're going to be trying to love someone when you were. He loved you first. And he took all that love and he walked up a hill called Golgotha. And he said, I know how to repair it. I'll become the spotless lamb who loves even though. How do we love with abandonment? We love even though. I love you even though it's not going great right now. Not my single people. Get away from them. Married folks only. Love even though with a foundation, building a group, it becomes personal. Now we give our emotions whenever we know that they are the right person for us. And we top it off with God's intent for our marriage. Amen. Pray one last time and I'm going to hand it off to Mike. Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity we had together together today. I pray, Jesus, that you would speak to every single person in this room. God, let us go into relationships and love this week like we never have before. We trust you. We love you. We pray that your will is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you.